Hello, listeners, and welcome to Quad Pro Quo. Right now, you are probably thinking to yourself, oh, great, another movie podcast. Well, dear listener, you would be right. But throw in a couple of marriages, decades-long friendships, and a shared property line, and you have just another movie podcast with a shitload of drama. Inspired by the iconic quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs, each week one of us will pick a movie. It could be a childhood favorite, a classic film noir, an Academy Award winner, or a complete dumpster fire that brings joy to that person's heart. The selector's objective? To get us to love, or at the very least, not hate their pick. Will our marriages our friendships, and our neighborhood survive? Find out each Thursday on Quad Pro Quo. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Welcome back to another episode of Deluxe Edition. I am your host, Casey Shearer. Joining me, as always, he is an experiment in terror, L. Ray Sexton. What's going on, Casey? Not much, buddy. How are you? Uh, Having a wonderful Sunday, just like every other Sunday, you know? Do you know how hard it is for me to come up with something new each week to say about you? I do. I don't know why. It's it's not that hard. You just say the first thing that pops into your head. I know. I look around my room. That was that's the uh, the saying for high desert kill uh, <laughs> that we talked about uh, with Mark last week. Yeah, you're just reading off the back of boxes now, huh? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and as always, <laughs> he's always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> I had to cut it out. Uh, if you want to hear the unedited version of our Mark Singer episode, uh, head over to our Patreon channel. I, I'm i surprised Mark didn't correct me. I actually said um, that movie with Chuck Connors that you were in, and I can't remember it now offhand, but I, I, I know it was a Steven Seagal movie that I said. <laughs> I edited it so nobody will actually know what it was or when it was unless they sign up for our Patreon channel because I edited it out, edited it out. But yeah, I'm surprised no, you didn't catch that either. Nah, I was too busy paying attention to Mark to focus on what you were talking about, you know? All right. Let me, I have no idea what we're doing uh, 
this week Ray is going to be in charge here in a couple minutes. Let me just do the house cleaning. And then I'll turn it over to Ray. We are a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. You can find all the other great shows over at DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. And the podcast of the month this month is Quad Pro Quo. Go check them out. They're a couple of neighbors that talk about movies. And you can go find Ray over on Instagram at Deluxe Edition Pod. He handles all of the Instagram duties over there. If you'd like to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash deluxe edition pod. Find the unedited versions of our show over there. If you'd like to buy a t-shirt, head over to whatamaneuver.net slash collection slash deluxe dash edition. What else, Ray? Uh, you can head over to Facebook, join our Facebook group, which is basically the topic for today's show is uh, some of the stuff that's been going on over there on our Facebook group. I do a lot of polls. And Casey asked me the other day, do you ever look at those? And I said, not really. Why? So what's the point? So we're actually going to do something with those today. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, Ray has some other bootleg shirts over at tpublic.com. And then uh, I will put this long link in the description also. So I'm not going to say all those numbers and whatnot yeah uh basically if you go to t public you can just punch in 10 cent beer night podcast and it goes to my store so there's the easy link if yeah. it works if it works i don't know i haven't tried it in a while and, yeah no it works because uh i just i actually ordered a shirt if you go over to our instagram where ray handles that i had i had ray post a picture of me in our uh, bootleg t- tank top that we've been trying to get the women to wear, but I, I just, I got one for working out. So, uh, ah. great shirt, good quality stuff. Mm-hmm. We miss anything there, Casey? No, I think that's it, buddy. Oh, uh, if you want to, yeah, if you want to see the rest of our shows over at, you can go to deluxeedition.show. You can find all of our previous shows over there in one spot, links to everything. All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready? Yeah, buddy. All right. So, you know, I love to make polls. I love yeah. to get people voting on just dumb shit. So we're going to start off with an easy one for you. All right. All right. There's this awesome video from the 80s with this hot chick who's uh, singing about walking like an Egyptian. And the poll was, have you ever walked like an Egyptian? And the answers are, Yes, I have walked like an Egyptian. And no, I'm a party pooper. Overwhelmingly, people were like, yes, I have walked like an Egyptian. There were a few people who haven't, but mostly everybody has. Have you, Casey, walked like an Egyptian? I have walked like an Egyptian. And was it while that song was playing? (laughs) Most likely, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least, you know, you're humming it in your head. I'm going to lie. I'm, I know. I'm, you, you know, that's not the song that I walked like an Egyptian to. I don't know the name of the song right now. Are you, and you'll probably be able to tell me. Steve Martin does an Egyptian song. Hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. King Tut. King Tut. Yeah. That is the song that I walked like an Egyptian to. Hey, close enough. <laughs> it is a good one, though. He does a lot of that. Yeah. 
Steve Martin's, or, yeah, Steve Martin. He's funny as shit. Yeah, that's where uh, Bowling for Soup's name comes from. One of his skits. Really? Yeah, it's called Bowling for Shit. And in the early days, they realized we're not going to get very many shows named like Bowling for Shit. So they just changed it to Bowling for Soup. Okay. So yeah, there's a nice little tie-in trivia thing for you. Yeah. Been uh, desperately trying to get that guy to come on the show for. A couple of years now. <laughs> one day, buddy. One day. Uh, maybe if I throw a little trivia about bowling for soup his way, you know, it'll entice him a little bit to, to to know we're not the enemy over here. We'll get him. Yeah, eventually. So another another really easy one was I posed the question: Should we start doing movie reviews? And uh, people said, "Yeah." So we got to start coming up with some movies to review. Okay. So I'm going to try and find find ones that you haven't seen. Well, (laughs) (laughs) there is a plethora of movies I have not seen. The the uh, the new episode of um, well, our the one of the podcasts on the network, Barrel Aged Flicks, our good buddies. They do uh, every Wednesday. They do a tasting room episode where they do a top five list. And this the past one, the last one that they just did, they had Spoil My Movie on. Also, another podcast on our network. Mm-hmm. And dude, there's like almost every movie that they named on that episode. I was like, Yep, I can check that one off. I still haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that. Hmm. Well, they did recommend one. I forget what it was, but they were arguing back and uh, barrel age flicks guys were arguing back and forth. It's a Rucker Howard Rucker Howard movie, so it can't be that bad. And that's the one they want us to start with. So, okay, uh, we'll have to find out where we can watch it and see if it's any good for ourselves. Yeah, I don't mind doing movie reviews. I just don't want anybody to get mad at us when we just like, you know, aren't the greatest fucking movie reviewers that ever walked the earth. That was always why I leaned more towards doing the interview style oh, shows. Yeah. That's why we do Yeah. There's not too much. Like, why would anyone care about my opinion about something? Fuck, I don't even care about our opinion. Right. Like, well, I don't really have an opinion on most things. <laughs> I was thinking maybe we could dress up like uh, Siskel and Ebert. Make it real fancy. Maybe get some music like they got or whatever. We could give it like, you know, different rankings, like two fingers up if it's good or stuff like that. Yeah, we could think of something. You know, something like that. But uh, yeah, so as bonus content, because we already have a good thing going with these interviews, because like you said, it's super easy and we don't have to come up with a cool topic. Yeah. Like you said, you know, you get three years into something like this and you're like, all right, uh, Short of setting one of us on fire, what the fuck's left to do here? <laughs> you know, I could pay your girlfriend to sneak up and dump a bucket of water over your head or something like that for, for shits and giggles. See, that's the difference between me and you. You see how you have that door behind you? Mm-hmm. I never, and I don't know if this is, I don't know why this is. I don't know if it's because my dad was a Marine or what. I never sit with my back to a door. Well, you know, if you sit with your back to the door and someone comes in and murders you, you don't have to go to work the next day. So I don't see how that's a bad thing, Casey. 
I at least want to see it coming. I want. I want to. I'd kind of rather not. I mean, you know, if they're going to sneak up on me, that's that's kind of considerate on their part. I think. You know, they come barreling through the front door, guns blazing. I see it coming. Like, God damn it! You might to make you make a half-ass attempt to get away from them. Just sneak up on me, bash me over the fucking head, put me out of my misery. Please don't kill Ray. <laughs> well, at least while we're on the show, I can see him coming. Because, you know, I can see it on screen, and I'll be like, who the hell is that? Why what the have... fuck is that? Is, is that a, a Geralt in his hand? I can guarantee our ratings would go up then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we had a couple other fun topics. Let's see here. Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, better movie, Spies Like Us, or Nothing But Trouble. Once again, Spies Like Us killed Nothing But Trouble. Nothing But Trouble is a good movie, though. Oh, it's a great movie. It's a really good movie. But Spies Like Us has some of the best lines. Oh, yeah. There's not going to get anything better than the two of them trying to cheat at that test in the... (laughs) Don't one of them have a piece of something in their mouth and he's trying to roll it out like the got it on the eye patch. He's stretching it out to read it and puts it. Yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite line in the whole thing is when they're got Chevy tied to the chair and he's like, every 10 minutes or something, we're gonna cut a finger off. And Chevy looks and goes, Yours or mine? (laughs) Chevy should we we could do a a run of Chevy Chase movies reviews. We could do that. That's that's easy. I think we should probably just start with spies like us then. That would be good. That's easy. I always wanted to do a podcast called Bert and then just run down all every like starting at the very beginning of Bert Reynolds' career and just run through all of his movies. <laughs> that that's cool. Uh, I had that idea for the the movie Nazis, where we pretend to be Germans, Gunther Glauben and Glauten Globen, and we rate movies, and we just yell at people about how great the movie is until they agree with us, and then at the end we give every movie a nine 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 out of ten. <laughs> I don't think the name would fly though. It's the censors. No, probably not. So, my idea got shot down, but I. <laughs> it's a good idea. I'd say like early nineties, even early two thousands, we could have still done that. Yeah, yeah. If podcasting was a thing back then, yeah, I wish it would have been. I wouldn't have wasted my time lugging amps up staircases and shitty clubs for twenty dollars and a burrito. <laughs> I did this well. I didn't have to lug anything, but I did the same thing with wrestling. Yeah, here's your hot dog. Yeah, here's your hot dog. We played this one thing up in Michigan. Drove forever to get there. By the time we got there, it's all dark and shit. And like, there's the food tent. And I kid you not, Casey, it was a tray of water with hot dogs floating in it that had been out all fucking day. I was like, yeah, you fucking kidding me? This is the food. Right then, old hot dogs. Cold yeah. boiled hot dogs. Cold boiled hot dogs. It had been out in the fucking summer for like six hours. How many did you have? Three. <laughs> Starving. A long drive. It's a long drive. I had to eat something. 
Okay, let's see what else we got here. Uh, checking out my list. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this one next. Uh, Kurt Russell's best movie. There's a bunch of choices. And uh, The Thing eventually was the winner, which I kind of agree. I mean, I love Kurt Russell. He's got a shit ton of good movies, too. Um, Big Trouble in Little China was really up there. Uh, you know, I was surprised Captain Ron didn't get any votes because that's another sleeper that deserves more love. But, you know, what are you going to do? How did Bone Tomahawk do on the on the list? Was that on the list? Did it, did it, it, did not, it did not fare well. I don't think no. it got a vote, no. That's a good one. Hey, it's no overboard, buddy. <laughs> there's there's also quite a few Kurt Russell movies I haven't seen. Yeah. I, see, like, I've seen a lot of movies, but if I only see them once, you know, I have to see things, like, a bunch of times in order to remember things. And... Yeah. I've also done like a shitload of drugs over the years that make me forget a lot of stuff. And like maybe I was watching a movie while I was doing drugs also. So mm-hmm. that probably didn't help. Mm-hmm. Not that I condone drug use, but if you're ever going to watch the cartoon Alice in Wonderland, you should drop some acid before you watch it. <laughs> I may or may not have done that. It's a good time. I'll tell you. <laughs> All right, let's see here. What do we got here? What is this? Oh, best Rocky opponent. This one kind of surprised me because I thought for sure that Drago was going to take this category just for his iconic. If he dies, he dies line. You know, I'll crush you. All that good shit. The training montages of Rocky running through the snow with a fucking railroad tie over his head. while Drago's in, you know, the pristine room with the equipment, getting the steroids and all that. But Apollo Creed comes out on top, which yeah, kind of. Apollo. But, you know, Apollo's he's got two movies. He's in one and two. And he's got that scene where they're playing uh, living in America and he's got the American flag, you know, hat, top hat. and He's dancing around. That's a, it's a good outfit. So not only that, but his his character also produced. Well, his character then has a son who is now in three other movies. Yeah, like that that series, the Rocky series, Sylvester Stallone, like the just the what he's done with just that character is incredible. You know, like how many Rocky movies were there? Six, there's six, five or six. There's five when you when you get up to Tommy Gun is five. Six would be uh, what the hell they call that one? Balboa or whatever. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So That's there were six. Six. Right? Then you get. Then the creeds. Then the creed, yeah. So six, you know, six, seven, eight, nine. There's like nine fucking things. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. And they're all. I haven't seen. Haven't seen Creed three yet, but Creed one and two were. I, I thought they were really good, solid movies. I think they're all solid movies. You know, are they typical of when they came out? You know, late seventies for the first one, and the next ones are all set in the eighties, basically. But it, it kind of does show how life was kind of back in the 80s with, you know, just how it's filmed. You know, I love watching the 80s stuff in the 70s because somebody will walk over to a phone hanging on a wall with a cord. Hey, hey buddy. Hey, what's going on? And then they got to tell everybody else in the room what the hell they're doing, who was on the phone. <laughs> I like that stuff. Yeah. 
that leads us so, to the uh, next the next question. I would, I would also agree with the with the with that. Apollo Creed is is the most iconic uh, Rocky character by far. So tying into Stallone, the next question. I have a little bit more to say about Rocky though. Let's yeah, talk yeah. About, let's talk about that. So do you know anything about the you mentioned Drago, Ivan Drago. Mm-hmm. Have you heard anything about Dolph Lundgren also doing a, a spin-off movie? And then I, I heard there was a lawsuit going on between him and Sylvester Stallone because he didn't have the rights to the character. Do you know anything about this? Mm, what were they going to do? Like a prequel? No, like about because his son then remember his son was in the in one of the movies. His son's in Creed. His son is in the Creed movie. Hmm. He fights Apollo's son. Yeah, hey, as long as Stallone can get his fingers into it, it'll be fine. Yeah, but that's the thing. He didn't like. He was. That's why he's suing because I don't. He didn't have anything to do with it. Well, I can see where. How does something like that even get made, though? Did Dolph just tell everybody? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sly, he's all in on this. Look. (laughs) I have his signature on this piece of paper right here. Says he's okay. And then they just make a whole movie and everyone just takes it on Dolph Lundgren's word. Yeah, I'm not sure if the if anything ever happened, if it ever went into production or anything. We'll have to look into that and then uh, we'll talk about that at a later date. Mm-hmm. We do have some more interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks, but then uh, when we do our, another show, we'll talk about that again. Yeah. So uh, another poll. Better actor, Stallone or Schwarzenegger? Mm. S- mm. My opinion, Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Well, that's who actually won the poll. So you got to kind of though look, you know, they've both got iconic characters. Schwarzenegger, I think a little stiffer in the acting. You know, he's Conan. Doesn't have yeah, the to thing is, like he never act. really had to act. He was that big, and he he always played that character Terminator. He didn't. Did he ever I, even say a word in the first Terminator? I yeah, believe I'll be he says, "I'll be back," and he yeah. says, "Give me your clothes." Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I believe that's Bill Paxton actually, and that's is one of the guys that's yep, in that. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean he. He just had to look big, and I mean, he—he's even though you know he might not be the better actor or have that many lines. Um, the lines that he did have are iconic. You know, the I—I'll be back, and yeah. And I think by the time you get to like uh, the Running Man and Total Recall, his acting has gotten a lot better by that point. Oh, for sure. And I think Stallone even though he was the better actor, I kind of sometimes wonder if Arnold didn't have the better movies by the mid 90s, you know, by the nineties, basically. Well, that's another thing. Sylvester Stallone, he, he made his own career. He had to, he wrote Rocky and he, like he, he made all those movies. Like he, he wasn't, I don't think he was really getting that many acting gigs. I could be way wrong on that. And that's why he wrote Rocky for himself. I don't know if that's true or not. I just might've made that up. But, you know, Sylvester uh, Arnold had that look. You know what I mean? Like, he was. He was that big dude that they were just like, all right. That's the great story about. Uh, what the hell is that? People would stop or my mom will shoot. That uh, Stallone did. Mm-hmm. So Arnold was offered it and he didn't want to do it. 
but he wanted to trick Sly into taking it because he knew it was going to be a shitty movie. So he had it floated around that he was thinking about taking that movie. So then Sylvester Stallone heard he was going to do that movie, so he jumped on the chance and he did it, and it's a fucking horrible pile of shit. That's awesome. Those dudes are always back and forth, and now that the internet is around, like the to see them, like just you know, I'm sure they're yeah. great friends, but like to see them busting each other's balls on the internet is so great. It is. It's fun. You know, at this point, they're older. They're calmed down. Could you imagine those two though going at it like that? It seems like Stallone had a lot more problems back in the day too, because he's originally supposed to be in Beverly Hills Cop instead of Eddie Murphy. And he came back and rewrote the whole fucking thing. And they were like, we don't want to do that. This is a comedy. He's like, no, it's an action and thriller now. And they're like, nah, nah, man, we're just going to get Eddie Murphy. Fuck it. So he takes that script and he turned it into Cobra. Oh, shit. That's where Cobra, Cobra too? Yeah. What? Yeah. Holy but shit. Was, he was like, this, this is Beverly Hills Cop. And they're like, fuck out of here. <laughs> we're putting bananas and tailpipes over here. Have you seen the Arnold documentary on Netflix? I have not. It's so good, man. It's like incredible. Really, really good. Like from what he came from to what he is now, just incredible. And before he, I didn't even know. There's one little spoiler. He was like way, really, really wealthy before he became a movie star. He was big into real estate. Like he owned like a lot of apartment buildings and all kinds of stuff, even before he got into acting. They say that's an easy way to make money. Yeah. Buy buildings, rent them out, ignore people's calls for help, <laughs> and then evict them if they don't pay you anyways. I mean, that's an easy way to make a lot of money. Yep. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Here's a good one. Uh, which car would you rather own? The Mystery Machine or the Ecto-1? Mm. Probably the Ecto-1. Mm. Now, see, I was with the majority who voted on this and said the Mystery Machine. Did, do people list the reason as to why or no? <laughs> no. All you do is get check the button. <laughs> I mean, technically, you could make a comment in this, you know, the comment section. I just think it would be really cool to get me a big, dumb dog. And dress up like Fred and drive around that thing. Just get going into grocery stores and stuff. So you're cosplaying also along with your. Oh, your yeah. Vehicle. Yep. And I'd make people run around in ghost masks. So I could tie them up, and pull it off and say, let's see who's behind this hijinks at the grocery store today. Who's the monster energy drink thief? Man, oh, I could catch shoplifters, tie them up, put a mask on them. And wait for the cops to show up and go, let's see who was stealing that candy bar. Oh, got you. It's just a normal human, like I suspected all along. I don't know. I I had the, uh, I was a big fan of Scooby-Doo when I was a kid, but I was like, I had the, uh, all the Ghostbusters toys and all that stuff, the Ecto-1. I always liked that car. And now I own a, a Subaru Outback, which is like the station wagon of today i guess right sort of yeah, we could paint it we could paint that up to look like ecto-1 you want me to turn my subaru into the yeah. ecto yeah <laughs> you could try <laughs> just drive no. that sound looking like the ecto-5 or whatever you want to name it ecto-6 
<laughs> yeah, these a lot of people probably comment, but since I really don't go back and read any of these things till I had to, I was like, <laughs> till we had nothing to do this week. Yeah, till we had nothing going on. Uh, let's see. Uh, best character in the movie Aliens. You got Ripley, you got Hicks, Hudson, Newt, Bishop, Vasquez, Burke. Uh, Ellen Ripley won, which not a big surprise. I mean, she is the, the main character in the movie. I'm, which, which one was Tom Skerritt's character? What was his name? Uh, Tom Skerritt. He was in the original. Did he die in the first one? Probably, yeah. So he probably isn't in the the, the sequel. <laughs> Aliens is the sequel, you're right. Yeah, the good one. The good one. Yeah, he's not in the second one. There's a lot of good people in the second one. I don't know uh, if I've ever seen the second one. Well, it's pretty cool. I'll give you a review. It's about this chick who go, who's in space. And for fuck's sake, there's more aliens. It's it's kind of like the first one, but now you got a little girl who's running around in the the walls, like the the people under the stairs. She's all in the walls and shit, and the aliens can't find her for some reason. So I guess she's not big enough of a snack yet. And then you got like uh, the iconic Paxton once again throwing out minds like drop your linen and start your grinning. I mean, he's he's just he's my favorite in the movie. He plays Private Hudson. And I think he's the best in the movie, but you know, the, the unwashed public voted, and uh, Ripley wins. I mean, she's all right. I mean, you know, when filming started, I would have swapped her and and Bill Paxton and made him the star of the movie. That would have made an impact. Halfway through the movie, Ripley gets ripped apart by aliens. That would have made an impact. And then the ass who says all the weird shit is all of a sudden the only one who survives. That would have been a great movie. <laughs> I, watch them. I own them all. Huh? I buy a lot of movies that I want to watch. I just never have time to watch them. Do you even take the plastic off of them? Or yeah, you just I open them, look at them. Oh, there's another one. There's another one on the shelf from the plastic. No need to do all these. No I need have, to dust. <laughs> I have the the entire Universal Monsters set here. Still on the wrapper, I bet. No, it's open. Just got to watch them. So have you ever seen those movies? Oh, yeah. I've seen I've seen a lot of the Frankenstein ones. Yeah. That seems weird that you would buy them if you'd never seen them. Yeah, no, I've seen. And like the Abbott and Costello ones, I've seen all yeah. those. Yeah, those are good, too. Real good. <laughs> Abbott and Costello are funny. I like them. <laughs> but anyways, we just got a movie not too long ago. Uh, Valentine Bluff. Yes. Uh, I'd actually already seen it before they gave it to us, which I recommend that movie. We'll put that on our list of things to review, too, since we got a copy of it. Yeah, we could actually probably get the uh, writer, director, all that stuff on here, too. Yeah, that would be good. Like I said, I've already seen it, so uh, I'll rewatch it and take some notes like I did just now on Aliens for you. <laughs> Valentine Bluffs is, uh, just for anyone uh, listening and wondering what it is, before we review it in a few weeks, um, it's a fan film prequel. Is it a prequel? 
I don't. I don't think it was a prequel. No, it's a sequel. I it's thought a, it was a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My bloody Valentine. My bloody Valentine. Yeah. I was. I. I'm pretty sure I was an associate producer on that. You were. I took a screenshot of it when I was actually watching it the first time and sent it to you and said, "Look at you, fancy pants." <laughs> I believe uh, our buddy uh, uh, Pete Peter. I think he's listed on there too. Yep, Peter Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, Peter Anthony. He's an executive producer. Yep. In charge of something. I don't know what, but. Uh, <laughs> So I threw this one out there on the, the Facebook poll too. Best modern day magician. I saw this. I remember this one. David Blaine, Chris Angel, David Copperfield, or Penn Gillette. I you know, I was wondering about this because Penn Gillette got a lot more votes than I thought he should have. Why? He's the best magician. <laughs> He's not, dude. David Copperfield is the best magician of our generation. Oh, just because he made the Statue of Liberty disappear? Yeah, because he was like he was he was the guy. He was the one. He was the one that made it made it big. Yes, but Pendulette has the best delivery out of all what four. What does he do? Like a couple card tricks and stuff, right? What, did you see the video I sent I posted the other day of him tricking that, that chick? No. So he's got a string. Okay. okay, and he pulls it and he stuffs it in his thing, so it's sticking out. What you can't see is he has another one behind his ear. So he cuts it. He goes one. He throws it, grabs the next one, pulls it back down. They pull it back out. It's not cut. So he, you know, takes it, starts doing it again. He's got a whole pocket of them little ones. So as he reaches into the pocket, he pulls out a short one, cuts the short one. Now as he's doing it, he's going one. Too, tucks the one behind his ear and he pulls it back down it's all one piece again and he just keeps doing this but he starts th- he's throwing them over his shoulder so there's like a pile of them damn things behind him and she has no idea delivery is everything with magic he's funny i have he never heard david copperfield did not tell one joke when he made the statue of liberty disappear you know <laughs> Magicians, they base their entire lives on lies. Mm, yeah, I've, never, I've never been a real huge fan of uh, magicians, but now that I'm th- now that we're talking about magicians and especially uh, magician comics, do you mm. remember the amazing Jonathan? Yep, <laughs> that dude was cool. <laughs> yeah, I until thought he got of- a- <laughs> until he got addicted to meth. I was going to put him on there, but then I was also going to put Willow from the movie Willow, just as a, see if anybody would vote for him as a, as a yeah. good magician. But, uh, you know, because he made that pig disappear at the fair. I saw Willow when I was a child. <laughs> I remember my, we used to always taunt my cousin Shane because he was afraid of some some character in Willow. I can't remember which character, but we like every time I would go over to their house, I would always, hey, are we going to watch Willow today? Because he hated Willow. Huh. So you're saying he's afraid of little people. 
He was. I don't know if he was afraid of the. I'm not sure if it was him that that he was afraid of. It might have been another character. It wasn't Val Kilmer because nobody's afraid of him. He's fun. Hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, that is weird that you can't remember anything except that little tidbit of information about Willow. Hmm. All right then. <laughs> so, anyways. I threw this one out there. Better, uh, better character. Indiana Jones or Captain Jack Sparrow? What do you think? Indiana Jones. Yeah, he murdered him. Yeah. Completely destroyed him. But I have to ask you this: Now that the Dial of Dysentery has been out, does that hurt Indiana Jones's status as an action hero because they treat him like a piece of garbage old man in that movie? No, because I haven't seen that one yet, so it doesn't... But, well, <laughs> once you see it, you're going to say to yourself, all right, well, Captain Jack's got, what, five five movies under his belt now? And they didn't turn him into an old bumbling curmudgeoner yet? No, he was always... He was constantly drunk. Right. So he already had a leg up on him there. You know, Indy wins, but now there's doubt because of this last movie for me. Where they made him not so cool at the end. I don't like it. I, I didn't like what they did to, to Andy. Have you written a letter? Uh, a strongly worded letter was sent in the mail to both Kathleen Kennedy, uh, Mangold, Lucasfilms, the president, the head of the Secret Service. I sent many letters out, Casey. Do you know how much a fucking stamp costs now? Over 40 cents, right? Yeah, so I had to take all the letters, put them in one envelope, address to Mangold, and tell him to pass them out to the others. Please, please distribute these accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn stamps, man. So yeah, I think Indy is the better character, uh, just because they, you know, I wish it was like the old days where they just made a movie every year, like just crank them things out, because. Uh, that brings us to the next question, which was, I'm a big fan of Chris Columbus's Monkey God script. I think that movie would have been awesome if they'd have made it. So I decided let's throw it up as a poll. Would you rather see Indiana Jones and the Monkey God starring Leonardo DiCaprio? So the movie will be set back in the 30s, as all good pulp action movies should be. Would you rather see The Adventures of Short Round as an adult? Would you rather see the uh, another spinoff with the Helena, char- Helena character from the new movie, or would you rather just see the franchise end? Me personally, I would think I would I would like to see the Leo, the Leo gimmick. Me too, and the franchise won this one. I didn't see that coming. I thought maybe people would be like, "Ah, I love me some short round. Let's get that guy back." Yeah. But you know who didn't get no He's vote? so popular now, too, right? That guy. Yeah, he's all of a sudden everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That that chick, Helena, from the new movie, she didn't get one vote. Nobody wants to see a movie with her. <laughs> I don't know anything. I mean, the, I only know what you have told me. So. Yes, when I, I reviewed that movie for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. So let's see. So I got one more. And I think that'll eat up enough time that this could be considered a real episode. Oh, yeah. 
So I don't even think I'm going to have to do that talk real slow thing like I have to do sometimes to drag out the episode to get us to the to the time. I have uh, another. I have a little segment that we could do too. Excellent. Because I'm going to make sure I covered all these polls because it's very important information that I've gathered from our Facebook group. So as you also know, I am a huge 1966 Batman fan. Adam West, yes. Ward, all the cast of many characters. And I really want to see Bruce Campbell as Batman and Jay Muse as Robin in a movie based off the 66 characters, but they're both on drugs. <laughs> Batman drinks a lot, takes a lot of pain medication because he's always jumping off buildings and shit. And Robin is on bath salts and methamphetamine. So he's always bouncing around and not making any sense. And you can throw Coke in there too. What the hell? Let's let's get Robin all messed up. <laughs> so like the bat phone rings and Robin just comes flying off the balcony, just jumps over and answers the phone real fast. Well, I I like the idea of Bruce and Jay being it being Batman and Robin, but I don't know if if the drugs would be a great idea because like they've always been you know, sort of looked upon as as uh, heroes and role models. Oh, they're still the heroes. <laughs> yeah, they're, but... still, they're still fighting crime. Instead of, though, like when they bust up the Penguin's, uh, you know, heroin shop, they just tie it to the back of the Batmobile and take it back to the Batcave and put it in storage <laughs> when they run out of other stuff. <laughs> it's a good concept. There's a little just, work that needs to be done. I, I, I just want to hear Robin go, Snoochie Boochies, Batman. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, Bruce Campbell could do no wrong in that role. No. I just watched the movie with him and uh, Stacy Keach, um, and I was reading about it. I Hopefully, we'll be able to reschedule Stacy Keach here in a couple weeks. Uh, the Man with the Screaming Brain. Great movie. So good, dude. It took Bruce like a, like nine years to get that made. Yeah, but it's great. <laughs> it's so good. What's the other one uh, that I really love? My name is Bruce. My I name is Bruce, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like, he goes to that town, and he's got the, you know, welcome Bruce Campbell, and his name is spelled wrong. And he's <laughs> like, couldn't even spell my name right. I'm a banner. <laughs> I've probably given Bruce Campbell more money than any other celebrity at the Comic Cons and shit. Like I have a couple different pictures with Bruce, a couple different autographs, and it's always like the quickest thing when you walk in. He's just I actually paid uh, up at the Mahoning Drive-in in Pennsylvania I, during COVID times. I went to see uh, there was a screener of uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Bubba Hotep, and Hmm. Army good of Darkness and he was there during the whole thing and with the Q&A and all that stuff and we actually paid uh, money to stand six feet away from Bruce Campbell <laughs> to get our photo with him <laughs> yeah Bruce is awesome man he strikes me as the kind of guy that would bring the, the Delta to the parking lot before like a Comic Con and sell official bootleg versions of his movies out of the trunk himself and everybody would just go, that guy looks a lot like Bruce Campbell. But it's really him just selling shit in the parking lot. 
I'm pretty sure he was pretty drunk when I saw him at the Mahoning Theater. Um, and he's always like, whenever you, whenever you go up to get your photo with like another celebrity, they always like shake your hand, you know, how, how you doing this and that. Like you, you walk in and Bruce just goes, look cool. <laughs> and then he, you're like, because oh. <laughs> he always looks fucking cool. You know what I mean? He's Bruce Campbell. Like he's always, he's always impeccably dressed. Yep. He's got great style. No, I mean, if I had more money, then I wouldn't be fucking looking like a bum half the day. You know? Stuck on the Goodwill and get some old old school suits. Ah, you know who I need to talk to? Slobby Robbie. Slobby Robbie, Arsenio he, Hall. Yeah, he could hook us up with some kick-ass clothes. Hell yeah. He could get me one of them red Adidas jumpsuits like he's got with the little hat. <laughs> Big-ass sunglasses. We were we were at this flea market down here the other day in uh, Florida. My girlfriend picked up this bag and she was laughing. It was like I said, "That's a that's a bootleg right there." It was I can't remember the brand. It was one brand that had another brand like sewed into it. You know, what I mean, it was two different brands together. <laughs> it's like that's a bootleg there. Yeah. Hmm. How can I pull that off? Order I could order t-shirts and then sew a different tag over the inside and be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are the real deal. These are Louis Vuitton Iron Maiden shirts. Yeah, you could, uh, yeah, we, we'll come up with something. Yeah. We got to start bootlegging some more stuff. We need, bootleg is where it's at, man. It really is. Dude, I see all these companies on on Instagram selling like T-shirts, and they have copyrighted images on them, mm-hmm. like like stuff from even to something as stupid as your Killing Me Smalls. Yeah, they, they don't have the right to sell that. That's not their right. thing. I know. I, I was just looking at um. It's not. I don't know if it was on T Public or if it's on Teespring or where where it was, but there there's Beastmaster shirts on there. No, well, I'm sure they're on T Public too. Like, Mark should be getting that money, or somebody that owns the rights to the Beastmaster should be getting that money, not whoever put that on a t-shirt. I'm going to make a knockoff on where I spell Beast with two E's. I'm going to write that down. (laughs) And it's going to be like a different dude, different blonde dude with with big muscles, and maybe have him riding like a a fucking tiger. No, I have to be a lion. Yeah, I got to do a lion. Have you ever looked really close at the of the cartoon image? A lot of people have been pointing it out lately on uh, Instagram. It it actually kind of looks like Donald Trump. Well, uh, it's more of a cross between Mark and He Man, to be honest. Yeah, it's kind of like. Uh, so what's what's this cover supposed to look like? All right, He Man, but not <laughs> with a hot chick. And a, and a panther. So he should hold the sword up like He-Man, right? I have the power, whatever the fuck he says. Yeah, that's that's great. And then they drew it up, and they're like, well, we spent the budget already on that, so can't get a different one. Yep. And it's like, what? why didn't we just take a picture of Mark and put him on the cover? <laughs> exactly. Why did you spend the money on this artwork? This shitty artwork. Mark, he's like, he's standing right over there in costume, ready to do his next scene. Let's take a picture of him. 
Tanya, go lay next to Mark. Hug his leg. Who knows? But we got new bootleg merch coming. I'll tell you that right now. I'll be hooking that up. Sweet. Maybe I could call it the the beat master and make it like a beat. Like whatever that like a red beat. Like a vegetable. <laughs> Wearing like the, the outfit with the sword. <laughs> I could have a whole just a whole line of shit come out all based off the, of the beats, the beat master. If we have any artists artist friends listening, we need your help. <laughs> the beast mister. All right, right. Let's do. Uh, you got any more polls? No, that's all I've done so far. I got to think up some more though. All right. The other, oh, um, I did, the other thing I do enjoy that I've been doing is uh, is guess the music video. Yeah, I don't know any of those. Yeah, well, it's crazy because people do know them. I'm like, ain't nobody gonna get this one, and they do. And I'm like, where are you people from that you can figure that out from that picture? Yeah, just from a little picture. Yeah, head over to our Instagram page and our uh, Facebook page. Ray's posting all this stuff over there. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. One one little last thing I want to talk about here, Ray, before we, we go. Uh, a couple things. Uh, I was just at this BYB Extreme Fighting Series down in Miami. Went down to uh, have a little meeting down there. The new featherweight champion is from your town. Yes, sir. six. The land. Uh, I want to tell you something, man. I've been to a lot of. Uh, I was never at a at an MM at an MMA event before. I've been to a lot of boxing fights, whatever you call them, boxing shows, wrestling shows. This was one of the most entertaining events that I've ever been to. They fight in a. I don't know if you can see my shirt here. It's a triangle. Mm-hmm. They fight in what's called a trigon. It's a triangle ring, and it's completely bare knuckle. They just tape uh, right behind their their knuckles, uh, tape up their hand, the rest of their hands and their wrists, and uh, it is some of the most brutal shit I have ever witnessed. <laughs> the heavyweight fight was one of the most intense fights I've ever seen in my life. These guys just went full bore at each other. And at the end of it, I mean, they're shaking hands and hugging and they're, like they're all friendly. You know what I mean? It's it's so brutal. And at one point, uh, like the, the guy that I went to meet is I uh, found out he's a big pro wrestling fan. And at one point during the show, after one of the champions had won, uh, he's standing there talking and. The interviewer guy, he asks him, you know, if he's ready, if he wants to give this, the guy that he just fought a rematch. And right at when he says that, this guy comes in the ring and pushes the champion. And security goes crazy. Like, everybody's, like, backing him up, and they get him out of the ring, and they, the crowd's booing and going crazy, and they carry him out of the ring. And, like, they're all like, whoa, whoa, what the hell was that, blah, blah, blah. And I texted the dude. I was like, was that a work? Was that in wrestling terms? Work is fake. And he's like, no, that was real. I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Like, dude, the guy did. He was not happy that that guy won the belt. Here's what I know. I watched some clips of this. And for those of you who are from Cleveland, that stuff looks exactly like a Friday night, 2.30 in the morning at shooters down on the water in the flats here. 
That's what that reminds me of. That's why that guy won. He's probably thought his shooters beating the fuck out of people left and right every Friday night. That's his training. That's how he trains. Goes down to shooters, has a couple of beers, and just waits. I text Ray, and I was like, this guy's from Cleveland. He he just writes back, he's going to win. He did. He's the new champion. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that was awesome, man, and uh, a lot of fun. Their next show's coming up next month in Biloxi. If anybody wants to check it out, BYB20. Really, it was really, really entertaining. Um, and then uh, one other thing I just want to talk about is I've uh, been watching. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But we forgot to mention that guy's name. His nickname is Slaughterhouse. Yeah, Slaughterhouse. What, what, what was his? Uh, uh, Brandon Burr. Brandon Burr. Yeah. yeah Brandon Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse Burr. Yeah. yeah. From, from the 216. Yep. Yeah, he was a scrappy little dude, man. He can he can fight. Uh, have you been watching anything lately, Ray? Watching any like uh, series or anything you want to talk I, about? I just finished Twisted Metal. I loved it. Sweet Tooth was amazing. Samoa Joe, absolutely fantastic. I would watch him all day long as that character with Will Arnett's voice, obviously. But uh, you know, they had that whole other romance thing going on on the show and i'm just more sweet tooth where is sweet tooth i want murder and mayhem could, could, i've heard rumors uh spilling about the internet that there could be a, a spin-off series sweet tooth there should be i've heard it i've heard the rumor or, but he's, or, i don't so, think that i'm starting that rumor <laughs> why not if we are we are fuck it i heard it too yeah, there we go and if we both heard it must be a fact I'm pretty sure that I heard that somewhere. And then, or, uh, or I just made it up. And then, in anticipation of season two of Reacher, which I absolutely love, I just finished rewatching that series, which is also funny because the main character who plays Jack Reacher also played Thad on Blue Mountain State. Okay. Yeah. I know that means jack shit to you. No, I remember that show. But uh, he's amazing. He is so fucking big. Yeah, we actually we we started to watch that show. I don't think we got through that show. And well, he's such a good actor. And you're at first you're like, I know this guy. I remember him from something. And then you're snap and you're like, that's fucking Thad in the pocket pussy. That's Thad. <laughs> that was the show about football, right? Yeah, yeah, Blue Mountain High school football. Yeah, I remember that. That's their college, and Thad's oh. their team captain, and he's just a psychopath. Okay. Was it a show or a movie? Uh, it was three seasons. Uh, yeah. I just binge watched that whole thing again, too. I do remember great. that show. I do remember that. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's the three shows that I recently binged was Blue Mountain State, Twisted Metal, which I've already watched twice, and I just did Reacher again because I'm hoping season two comes along at some point because it was really yeah. good. Yeah, Barbara actually just asked me about that if I knew anything about season two. So we must have gotten through the whole thing. I'll have to I'll have to rewatch that. Some of the things I recently watched, man, the terminal list. Have you heard of that one? No. Wasn't didn't somebody rep recommend that to us though? It sounds um, Yes. You know what? You know where we heard it at? J D that, that recommended that one to us. No, we heard that from David Morell. Oh, yeah, because yeah. the guy that wrote the terminal list, the book, the terminal list, uh, Jack Carr, 
whenever he does an interview, he always brings up David Morrell because it, like he loved Ram uh, First Blood when he was a kid, and I thought David Morrell put detail into his books, man. Jack Carr, I read so I read the Terminalist first. I, mm-hmm. I listened to it, and then I watched the show, and I. I I don't know. A lot of people told me that the book was a lot better than the show, and I agree. I do agree, but the show was really good also. Really good. With Chris Pratt, like, uh, plays a Navy SEAL. He's a Navy SEAL leader, team leader, and his whole crew gets wiped out, killed. And then it's like this whole plot to get him. Like, it's... It's crazy because like they they tested all these this drugs these drugs on his SEAL team and the drug didn't work so that's why they they wanted to kill him off and they they set him up they send him into this uh, ambush basically where they knew they were gonna get killed and uh, he just he goes on like a a fucking one man killing spree it's and just tracks everyone down really really good show I. You know, from where Chris Pratt started, from where I remember him starting from on, on Parks and Recreation as like that goofy shoe shiner yeah. to where he is now, Navy SEAL. It's just, it's crazy. He got jacked, man. Real jacked. It's like um, the dude that was on uh, My Name is Earl, Ethan uh, Supley. Have you seen that yeah. dude? Yeah. Like, where'd all, like, there's half of him now. Right. And it's like, holy shit, that guy. Yeah. You know, you make enough money, though. Yep. Yeah. You, you can pay well, somebody to knock yeah, a you can pay- out of your hand. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he didn't have to do that. I mean, hopefully he just put yeah. in the hard work and, and <laughs> did that. But I could just have a guy sit at my kitchen table and be like, hey, well, what are you going in there for? I thought <laughs> I might get some fruits and vegetables out of the fridge. Yeah, we don't keep those in the freezer. Oh. Well, you know, when Artie Lang was going through all of his uh, drug troubles and stuff, he actually hired a police officer, one of his police officer friends, to sit in his apartment with him. Yeah, so, the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys did that with Michael Irving to try and keep him from being on the coke. So they had a dude that just followed him around all day. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hey, uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, have I told this story on the podcast yet about when I flew to from Dallas to L.A. with Moose Johnston? Moose, I don't believe you told the full story. All right. So real quick, uh, I noticed him boarding the plane and I was like, oh, shit, that's that's Moose Johnston. You know, his famous face. He was a commentator for for years. Now he's the president of the USFL. Um, I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll be on a flight with him. Try to get my picture with him when I when we land or whatever. So I ended up sitting next to him from Dallas to uh to LA on my flight. And uh he was real busy. I didn't didn't really talk to him a bunch, you know. He showed me a magazine cover. Uh I think one of the Dallas Cow one of the Cowboys was on a cover of a magazine and he was proud of that. And then uh when we when we landed, he was putting all his stuff away and I said, hey, I got to ask you, because our friend Bose Venson, it was in the movie North Dallas 40 about basically about the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I said, 
what do you think of that movie North Dallas 40? I said, my buddy Bose Venson's in it. And he go, he he lit up, man. He goes, oh, the big blonde-headed dude. He goes, man, I've seen that movie I don't know how many times. He said, uh, things were a little different when I, when I got there, you know, in 89. Things were a little different. Um, he said, but one thing, and he started, he started chuckling, man. He said, one thing I'll tell you. I think the first week I was there, one of the old boys said to me, Hey man, when you get your first paycheck and you're writing out your checks all at the end of the month, whatever you do, don't write in the memo section for cocaine. <laughs> and he was like, seriously? And he goes, yeah, ask me how I know. <laughs> I guess this, the, the other old, old timer wrote it in, in the memo for cocaine and got in trouble for it. <laughs> And I, I didn't even know that, but apparently he, Moose had a pretty bad cocaine problem. Yeah. Yeah, you give give a guy enough money, he'll find something to spend it on. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was a funny story. And I text all my friends uh, in the wrestling group chat that I'm in, and I told <laughs> them that I was sitting next to Moose, and one guy actually said, hide your blow. <laughs> so he must have been aware of Moose's uh, problem. Nice. Yeah, but well, one other thing I've been watching, there's a couple uh, cool documentaries that just recently came out on the American Gladiators. Uh, there's one on Netflix that we're finishing up. Then there's another one that I want to watch that I started that is as one of the 30 for 30, the ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries, which actually has the owner, the guy that created it uh, in that one. The one that I'm watching on Netflix now is really good. Uh, it has most of the gladiators in it and they they talk about like all the it was fucking crazy man the shit that they went through there's no way that they would be able to get away with that stuff today like they signed a contract at the beginning of the first season and they never got a raise through it started in 89 and lasted until 96 they never got a raise during that whole time they actually went on tour like 120 days a year and, and did that around the country when they weren't on television. And they were like all addicted to pills and fucking drinking and having fun. Yeah, I like how they could just just ravage an average human being who was <laughs> on the show. Just like, all right, the contestant will now try to put the footballs into the garbage can, but he'll have to get by Nitro. <laughs> And there's there's one guy on the back line, and the other's like right in his face, you know, jacking this guy. And as soon as he spins around, the other guy comes out of nowhere and just fucking hammers him in the rib cage. It's like wham, shoulder to ribs. Yeah. And it's like throwing the ball still. And it's like, man, I would just say, yep, yeah, get me to the next one. Give me that one where you shoot that little arrows, where there ain't nobody beating the fuck out of me. Well, if you go back to the when you watch the very first season, the pilot episode, some of the contenders are just as big as the gladiators and then by the second season they were like no we need you need right. to find smaller people for yeah. us because this is All tough. Right. today on american gladiators dave's a 46 year old plumber from idaho <laughs> and, and and sally cuts hair in her free time Woo! and then they go out there and they get fucking humiliated yep Dude, the first season also was so funny. They had as the referee, it was an executioner. 
Yeah, I love that show. I'd still watch it sometimes on Peacock, man. Yeah. They have a channel, I think, that just, just plays that nonstop all fucking day. Yeah. Every episode's on um, Prime, Amazon Prime. I was just looking at it today. Yeah, I think that's on multiple things because it's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but those are uh, my recommendations, uh, The Terminalist. And uh, I, I actually, I recommend the book. Read the book, The Terminalist, and then uh, and then the, watch the show and let us know your thoughts. And yeah. uh, also the American Gladiators. You're supposed to say, and let us know by leaving a comment down in the section below. Smash that like button. Ding, that bell. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 motherfucker. <laughs> All right, Ray. What, what, yeah. what have we done here today, buddy? You know what? We have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that we don't need no stinking guests to have a good time on this here show. But I'm really looking forward to getting our guests back. And with that, Casey... I will say, see ya. <laughs> <laughs>